You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Irish, folks, your daily Notre Dame Athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, we've got some fun, interesting topics for you. We're talking about a former four-star receiver deciding to enter the transfer portal, leaving Notre Dame. We then are going to project the tight end group, who we think is going to start and where. And then lastly, uh, we actually have a fun, interesting story of a former Notre Dame player who transferred and is now entering the WWE. So this is going to be an interesting show here on Tuesday. I am Joe DeLeon, former college long snapper, joined by Ryan Roberts, who is the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So let's get into this first topic here, Ryan. Not really any news where it's like, oh no, this is bad. But Micah Jones, four-star receiver who has been with the team for a few years now, has had literally no impact, has not really gotten on the field, has had very limited reps playing for this Notre Dame team. Despite being a four-star, despite being a pretty highly recruited kid coming out of Illinois, he has made it public today that he is entering the transfer portal. And I'm I'm also kind of wondering here if maybe the ramping up of recruiting at receiver and the guys that are coming in with the new class, if that's possibly the reason why he decided to just say, all right, you know what? I'm going to leave. It's it's not worth my time sticking around here. If I'm correct, I, I don't know if he'd be capable of graduating this soon. I'm not 100% sure on that, but Ryan, I feel like this is definitely though the case of him deciding to leave because he sees the writing on the wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, one thing that Notre Dame has, which we keep asking for, hey, we need to see some guys start to break out at the wide receiver position, especially that X. Like, I feel like we've been waiting on Kevin Austin for several years to be that guy that ascends to one of the best playmakers on the Notre Dame roster and be that guy that, hey, we could throw him into the boundary and you could beat one-on-one coverage. Like, that's what we need. Unfortunately for Micah, he fits the same mold. You know, right around six foot four, six foot five. He's a longer, bigger kid who's not very athletic. He's not very, you know, shifty. He's not doesn't have a ton of speed. What he is, he's a big body, a dependable pass pass catcher. But on this team that has some talented pass catchers who have yet to really assert themselves on the Notre Dame scene and really to take advantage and to, and to put their best step forward as far as production wise. He's just going to get lost in the shuffle because he's not the most physically gifted. Now, when we did our wide receiver breakdown, I think I gave him, I think I put him as the backup at the X receiver position, throwing him into the boundary. That's mostly just based upon, hey, Notre Dame usually really values experience. Guys that have been in the program, Mm -hmm. been there, done that on a day-to-day basis. So like, hey, maybe he's the main backup to a Kevin Austin potentially. But even if he was, He's just the main backup, just you know, as far as depth charts go. This guy's not going to play a ton. I I, th- I felt like, hey, when we when we saw this news come down the wire, and even you reached out and like sent the news, I I had I had seen it as well. It's just like, hey, like you know, writing was on the wall, man. Like this guy's not going to play because at a certain point, like yeah. when, when you get to an experience level and you haven't gotten any playing time and you haven't made any mark on the game, more talented players are going to keep funneling up and then you're just going to be the forgotten guy put off to the side. So I think it makes sense for Micah Jones, you know, as far as 
He's gotten the experience of being a part of Notre Dame. I don't think he's graduated, but hey, you, you've given what you could give to Notre Dame. It probably just wasn't the best fit. You probably weren't going to make an impact. Let's see where he lands and if he's able to, you know, grab onto some playing time and then make some, make some productive minutes. I feel like if he does transfer, it's probably going to be to a smaller program. I, I really don't see not getting on the field. And then one comment that you threw out to me is that he's not very fast, which is nah. a, a bit of a struggling problem for receivers. If you can't create separation, you're not really going to do much and get on the field at a bigger program. So he might benefit from going to a, a mid uh, you know, group of five program like that maybe an American school, somewhere along those lines, and he, he'll probably get on the field more. And we've seen guys do that. We've seen guys transfer and go to Cincinnati and, and some you yeah. know, UCFs, USFs, and, and get a little bit more playing time that way. Um, so it might benefit him to do something like that. The one thing, though, Ryan here, I, I just feel like the timing's a little weird because most – actually, I think pretty much all schools are back in session right now. So that means these guys have been back – for a few weeks they probably got back before the students arrived and that means for anybody who doesn't know how the scheduling works for college football you'll come back right before the students come back or right when they come back and literally on the first day of classes you are in the team facility typically very early in the morning and you're already starting workouts so that means they've been doing workouts for probably a few weeks now that just implies strength and conditioning not really a lot of schematic stuff I just wonder why after a couple weeks of doing this why he decided to go nah I'm done because most most of these guys already already announced that they're leaving at the end of the season I feel like that that's when you find out maybe there was I'm not suggesting an altercation but maybe there was some falling out between him and um, him and his position coach or something. It's just a weird timing. It, it is weird timing. I think that, you know, this is purely speculation. There can be several things going on here. One, hey, maybe he comes back and then he just sees like, you know, like, oh, wow, Kevin came back in great shape. These guys look great. Like maybe the writing's on the wall in that way. Or we saw Notre Dame last year was really heavily evolved in the transfer portal. Like maybe Coach Kelly and Micah had a conversation with like, hey, Micah, like we're going to be looking for to continue to improve the depth on this team. And that might come at wide receiver. And at that point, like, hey, maybe this just isn't a good op- option for me. And like you said, Micah, though, is a talented player coming out of Illinois, you know, Warren Township High School. And he's a guy that I think did have an offer from Illinois. So, like, hey, maybe he's going to end up in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. For me, though, I think most of his offers were kind of max schools, you know, Central Michigan's of the world. Hey, maybe he's a Northern Illinois guy. You know, maybe that's kind of where he lands. But I think he can definitely play and play at you know one of these group of five schools or maybe landed in Illinois and in his old in-state school. So maybe it could happen. For me, I just think that maybe he just kind of took a look around and said like, hey, these guys are just – I'm not quite there with these dudes right now. And then I'm sure Coach Kelly has been – I would hope in this world where the transfer portal is so much more prevalent that the coaches are a little more like guys like, you know, it's weird. It's almost like a free agency to a degree. But – this is about what's best for the program and we're going to use every avenue and we're going to put every feeler out there for some players because we need to get to that next level and there might be some players out there that can help us. So I feel like that's probably been a conversation, maybe not directly to Micah, but maybe to the position groups in general, the coaches and Coach Kelly himself. But I think that it's just kind of understanding what the circumstances look like and there's going to be a lot of movement, I think, still. You know, we saw a lot of guys that did – end up committing from the transfer portal. But I mean, at one point it was over 1500 players. 
So there's still a bunch of guys out there looking for homes, still a bunch of talented players. And I think that Michael Jones probably understood that, hey, this probably isn't a situation where I'm going to play a ton. Coming up, we are going to project the tight end room during spring ball, which is actually not that far away. We're getting pretty close to spring ball, so I'm juiced up for that. We get to get some headlines possibly coming out of that. Before we get to that, though, Ryan, can you talk to our listeners about Rock Auto? Yeah, it's so if anybody has ever had any issues with their car and making repairs, you know how much of a hassle it is, especially with some of these chain stores that have pr- different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com, on the other hand, have prices that are the same for everyone and are always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers to the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do, for instance. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com today to shop for for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com today and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we were the ones that sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your cars will ever need at rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in this time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. So as we've been doing, folks, we've spent some time projecting how we think each position group is going to shape out, how we think uh, each player will fit into the specific position groups and we've had some fun I think the offensive line group was the most fun because we got to kind of piece together a group that was only returning one player really um but right now what we have with this tight end class uh, this this crop of tight ends that we have for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish I think it's pretty obvious who sits at number one before we get into the rest of these guys and that is that is Michael Mayer and Michael Mayer in his freshman year I don't know if we can say for sure that he was just straight up tight end one on the field, but he was getting most of those snaps. He's one of the few true freshmen that have really been able to come in contribute right away. We don't really see that a lot. And we saw some Tommy tremble in a little bit of a different role. Um, He was playing and contributing a little bit more as an H back, but there were some other guys that were rotating in there, but Michael Mayer tight end one pretty obvious, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if we were in a world this past college football season where Kyle Pitts isn't a thing, Michael Mayer is arguably one of the best tight ends in all of college football as a true freshman. Like, he was that good. Like, let's call it what it is. Over 400 yards, right around 40 receptions. Like, the guy looked like he could play in the NFL today physically. So, he is 
the unquestioned number one with Tommy Tremble leaving now, serving as that fullback, H-back, in line, playing some slot. Like, he did a little bit of everything. Now we need to figure out what the depth looks like. Luckily for Notre Dame, they, they, we always talk about how they recruit offensive lines so well. I mean, Notre Dame recruits the tight end position just about as good as anyone. You know, we're talking back to Kyle Rudolph and, and uh, Daniel Carlson and Anthony Fasano and all these guys just in the recent past of, of great tight ends. Irv Smith Sr. back in the day. Like, there's always been – Dave Casper was part of Notre Dame. Like, there's so many great tight ends that have played at Notre Dame that even with Tremble leaving – Hey, we have Michael Mayer as number one tight end. He's going to be that inline guy. He's going to be super physical, do the things after the catch. You know, he's baby Gronk, right? Like, he's the new guy that, that is Don Baby Gronk. He wears 87. He's a big white kid, so he's automatically baby Gronk. After, <laughs> now we need to figure out, like, who of these these highly recruited tight ends is going to fill in. For me, I'm hey, this might be a little New Jersey bias. I hope Kevin Bauman is, is the next guy in because he was a highly recruited guy. A little lower than Michael Mayer in last year's class. I think Michael Mayer was like a top 60 recruiter or so, and then Bauman was like top 150. So, like, he was still a pretty high tight end recruit out of New Jersey. He does a little more of the dirty work. So, in theory, he kind of fits what Tommy Tremble served for us a little better. So, hey, if he can get the position, I think that's the guy that I really want to look at. I'm a little confused, and I haven't heard anything on this, Joe. Brock Wright was a senior, so in theory he's gone. But I haven't heard if he's returning or not. Like, there's been no talk right. about that. So he might be the wild card because I don't know if Brock Wright is using that extra year of eligibility or if he's gone. So he's kind of the wild card. If he fits in, he's going to be one of those top three tight ends just because he does a good job as a blocker. And I, I feel yeah. I feel like if we haven't heard anything, I think that Stop. that might mean he's not coming back. It could be. You, you but they, they didn't announce him at, at did they announce him at senior day? I'm not sure. That's why that's why I'm kind of like working through it right now. I'm gonna, I I'm gonna, you you continue. I'm gonna I'm gonna look and see if there was like a picture of him on senior day. Okay, well because we that to, might tell us. Yep. We, so we need to work through the the Brock Wright eligibility if he's coming back or not. If he is not, I think the blocking tight end that we're gonna see a bunch next year is George Takis, who is a huge kid, right around six foot six, six foot seven, two hundred and fifty plus pounds. He has the size you look for. He played a little bit this past year. He had one nice reception down the sideline in one game. So he's kind of that bigger body guy that I think could do a lot of the, the uh, dirty work. And then rounding out this depth chart, we have the two freshmen that are coming in that are very talented, but I don't think they're going to play a ton. Cade Barong, who's kind of like that move piece, a little more of an undersized player who can provide a variety of roles and versatility to the game. And so he's a really talented player that I think is going to be one of the best tight ends that Notre Dame has in the next couple of years after Michael Mayer plays. And then Mitchell Schwartz is kind of a guy that has all the size attributes you want. He's another guy that's listed at six foot seven, 240 pounds. He certainly looks the part. And I think he's a guy that's going to be that developmental piece. And down the road, he's going to end up being a good football player. But I don't really expect the two freshmen to play a ton just because Michael Mayer and those more experienced guys up top. Okay, so that is a pretty good description there of the group. I'm yet to find anything on Brock Wright. Uh, so <laughs> that might be something I need to report on later, but I don't know. I think that if if there's more talented guys in the rotation, I think some of the younger, more talented players might get onto the field before uh, Brock Wright, regardless of if he's back or not. I just I, I feel like the, the impact that he's had has been uh, relatively limited. It, you know, he hasn't really done a significant amount 
Uh, but overall, I kind of like the where this this group is progressing because we've got some talented young guys. I think losing Tommy Tremble frees up some space for these younger guys to get onto the field. And I think if Kevin Bauman is that second tight end, it would be really intriguing to see because you're getting in two young, one a redshirt freshman, one a true freshman or a, a true sophomore rather, being the one and two tight ends, which would be a really fantastic pairing to have in this uh, in this Notre Dame tight end group coming up we're going to talk about a former Notre Dame player who is uh, going to be a part of the WWE in the near future we're going to get to that really soon before we do though let's talk about uh, bet online we are already past the Super Bowl Super Bowl is behind us does not mean that you can't bet on things though there's FCS football there's college basketball NHL NBA so much stuff and MLB's coming pretty soon so there's a lot to bet on. Get your bets in. And if you're going to bet, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that you can trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. If you're looking to make some extra cash, maybe just some money for when you go to the bar and hang out with your friends, go to BetOnline and don't use any other site because BetOnline is the best one out there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use Promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On presents podcast uh, sorry podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts so ryan we've got a final thing that we want to discuss here before we do folks make sure you hit that subscribe button leave us a uh, a five-star review if you enjoy the show let's hear it ryan because you've got the details on this a little bit more than i do we've got a guy parker boudreau Mm -hmm. who is apparently foregoing an opportunity to be uh, a udfa in the NFL to go to the WWE. So fill us in on the details. So Parker came to Notre Dame as a very high recruit and highly acclaimed player. He was in the same class as Liam Eichenberg and Tristan Hodge at the time. So he's a fifth year senior. So he came out of Bishop Moore high school in winter garden, Florida. And it was the most insane thing ever because he chose Notre Dame over 70 plus offers. Like you talk about offer lists. Some of these guys that are four- to five-star recruits are getting 20, 30, maybe 40. Well, my man had 70-plus offers Jesus. coming out of Bishop Moore, <laughs> which is insane, and it's verified. You can go check it out. Like, this guy was – I think he had the most offers in his class of, of any player in the country. He was very sought after, even though he was only a three-star by most publications, which is a little weird. But So he goes to Notre Dame. He's a guard guard prospect they want to play him at guard and then he moves over to center and at the time you had some depth with Sam Mustafer and then obviously Tristan Hodge was in the same class who even though Tristan Hodge ended up transferring as well over to BYU so so Parker decides to transfer goes to UCF first year at UCF he does not play as a redshirt sophomore 
Okay, he transferred after his freshman year, I think. So he transfers over. Uh, so he doesn't play as a Richard sophomore. Then as a Richard junior, he starts all every game for the UCF. Plays pretty well, you know. He's going into his senior year now. He's from an NFL draft perspective, an NFL draft bible. He's on our database. Like he's a guy that is you know worth keeping an eye on because obviously he has a pedigree and he has some accolades to him. So like, hey, let's keep an eye for him. And then he's a so he plays again as a redshirt senior. And then a weird announcement because I'm looking at the database and then I'm like, Parker Boudreaux isn't on it anymore. Why is Parker Boudreaux not on this database anymore? Well, <laughs> he is foregoing the chance at potentially chasing an NFL dream to sign with the WWE. And if you go take a look at Parker Boudreaux's Twitter page, I mean, my guy is posting these crazy workout pictures and videos. And I mean, man, Paul Heyman tweeted him out, which, you know, if you're a WWE guy, you're a professional wrestling guy, Paul Heyman's like a hype man. Like he, you know, signs a lot of players, uh, a lot of players, a lot of athletes, wrestlers. a lot of wrestlers. And uh, he's kind of like the big name in the business. And apparently, I guess that's one of his guys now is Parker Boudreaux. And he's bulked up. He looks insane. Like he's just like one of those workout warrior type of players. So Parker Boudreaux to the WWE, former Notre Dame and UCF football player. That's just so crazy to me. It's just like, well, he's got the Notre Dame background. So this kind of makes it a, a relative story to for us. Didn't really get to play. Uh, if you look at him, he's kind of got that Ben Cleveland type build where he does not look like he's 300 pounds. He looks he's like huge. he is like 250, but just rocked out. You kind of forget how tall he is because he's just so goddamn wide. Um, but it's just so funny because people, I think some people don't realize maybe you are a wrestling fan or not. A lot of times the guys that are in the ring, they end up recruiting them from college football programs sure. or guys that were in you know UDFAs that got cut and then didn't make anything out of it. Like, you know, Brock Lesnar was one of them. The Rock, Goldberg. Uh, the Rock was, was one of them. There's a ton of of guys that have that that background and it, it just makes sense because like when you're a, a defensive or an offensive lineman that's typically the background that we see you're you have the body control and the strength to contort yourself and I, I think that we're both on the same page here that we know that wrestling is a performance more than it is a um a competitive sport so that requires the ability to do things and to take contact and put on a performance and you know, project energy. And I think that you need the physical uh, skills that come from wrestling portray come from football. And honestly, uh, uh, I don't blame Parker for trying to do this instead of pursuing football, because you can make a lot, you can make a lot more money if you're supposed to be UDFA going into wrestling and you could probably do it a lot longer. You're not going to get as banged up. <laughs> you're not going to get as, as knocked around. Well, well, it's funny, Joe, I actually sent his name out to one of the scouts in the scouting department, Air Force Draft Bible, and they did a full report on him. And then this came out. Oh, my God. Sorry. Who did it? Who did it? I, I, tell I, me off I, air if you don't want to I, tell I, me. I think it was Vinny. It's not a big deal. I think it was Vinny. He, he did the. He, he actually <laughs> liked him. He liked him. He was like, oh, he's not a bad player. And then, then oh, yeah, he was broke. So, fun rip times. Vinny. <laughs> right. He needs to change the report and do a full wrestling report on him now. I mean, NFL Draft Bible expanded to the WWE market. Why not? Sounds good to you, me. We should, there should be a separate grade on the database, which uh, the database is not available to the public. I think you, you can pay to get access, correct? Correct, yes. 
So uh, if anyone's interested in paying for it, head to NFL Draft Bible, which is um, si.com slash NFL slash draft. You should have a separate grade on there, I think, for WWE. It should go UDFA slash WWE. I, I think this is a great idea. You want to talk about you know the consulting <laughs> business, like, hey, WWE, you want right. access to the database? Come on. We got we use right. some guys. We get yeah, some really yeah, strong Because a lot of agents I know communicate with the website and be like, well, you know, this guy, maybe, maybe he's not as much of a chance, but... But I think he would make a great WWE athlete. <laughs> Dude, this is it's just such a fun topic though, because like you just right. want, go look at Parker's again Twitter, or I'm, I think he has an Instagram as well. Yeah. Like my guy I mean my guy I hey He's yeah, popular. He's popular for one and two, like he's obviously a hard worker. Like he's putting his mind to this and he is really trying very hard at this dream that he has. Like I don't know if this has been a dream for him for a long time and maybe it just kinda outweighed the NFL when when the uh, when all was said and done, or at least taking the chance at the NFL. But it's a cool story. It's fun. And I mean, hey, if, if it's something that he loves to do, obviously he's working very hard mm-hmm. at it. So good for him. Well, I think that's a great note to finish up today's show on. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned for tomorrow's episode, which will be a recap of Notre Dame's game against Duke. Um, additionally, follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, and at Locked on Irish. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. And if you're looking for something else to tune into, head on over to Locked On Presents for more than a game or check out Locked On Today. We'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day.